At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a winning edition of the HHC. Hornets taking a victory over the San Antonio Spurs, 120-110. to We'll give you our stars of the night. Also want to talk about an historic accomplishment in the history of the NBA. LaMelo Ball doing something that has very, very, very rarely ever been seen before. We'll also talk about the rookie ladder. Has Mark Williams been ascending up the ranks the same way he has ascended into the starting center spot for the Charlotte Hornets? And we want to talk about an historic contribution towards the Make-A-Wish Foundation made by Hornets chairman Michael Jordan. Helping me on all of these topics, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo, here with us once again. And Rob, let's get right into it. Hornets, a really nice win over the San Antonio Spurs, 120-110. to Yes, the Spurs had lost 13 in a row. Now it's 14 straight, which is a franchise record. This is not the Tim Duncan version of the Spurs, not by a long shot. But it took a solid performance from Buzz City, who was shorthanded in this one. No Terry Rozier available. A hand sprain took him out semi-less minute from being out there on the floor. Still no Cody Martin, still no Kelly Oubre, but the Hornets managed to find a way. They won or tied every quarter in the win over the Spurs and come away with back-to-back wins heading into the All-Star break. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me based on last night's win, Sam, was just the resiliency of this team. I mean, that first half we talked about it on the Hornets radio network, just absolutely chaotic. 11 lead changes, seven ties there in the first half alone. Hornets led it by three at halftime. They go into the third quarter 
And I'm not going to say they shut the door or they slammed the door just because of the way that this spread was. I mean, the Hornets led it by seven going into the fourth quarter, and they end up winning by 10, so it doesn't look like a dominating performance. But they led wire to wire there in the second half. They bent, but they did not break. I thought they did a great job. They stayed consistent as well, 46% shooting from the field in the third quarter, 45% from the field in the fourth quarter as well. That's the second consecutive win, obviously, but it's also the second consecutive game that I thought they did a really good job closing out the game. We've seen a couple of those, even the Denver game, if you go back to earlier in the week where the Hornets had some trouble there in the second half. Now, I know you're playing against an MVP guy like Nicole Jokic and a very good Denver team that's top in the Western Conference, but that seemed to be a learning lesson for this young Hornets team. They were able to close out the Hawks the other night. They were able to close out San Antonio last night as well, and they are able to pick up two straight wins going into the All-Star break. You used the word chaos, and I would throw in controlled chaos. As in the Hornets, I thought, controlled the game from start to finish. And look, San Antonio, I thought, going in was the weaker squad, leaving the game now, having the Hornets beaten them twice. I still think the Hornets are the better team, the superior team. But even in that situation, uh, the team that is up against the, the better opponent can still come away with the win if you have a streaky quarter or if you have some statistical anomaly that allows you to get away and I thought Charlotte did a good job of minimizing things that the Spurs had as an advantage in the game things like turnovers Spurs forced two more out of the Hornets than the other way around but Charlotte scored more off turnovers than the Spurs did offensive rebounds that was another strength for the Spurs they pulled in 19 Charlotte 15 but the difference in second chance points it went to Buzz City they had 18 second chance points to just 12 for San Antonio so even areas where the Spurs seemingly would have had an edge, the Hornets outplayed them in those situations, not to mention they shot a better percentage. They shot a better percentage from the floor, from three, made more free throws, and up and down the roster, there was not a single player that played for the Hornets. None of the nine was a minus in the plus-minus. Everyone had their contributions on the way to getting the victory. There's a lot of players to pick from for Stars of the Night. We're going to get right to it. I'll give a quick tip of the cap because I don't think either of these guys is your selection. But coming off the bench, that, that was one question I did have going into this one. Not that the Spurs have a ton of world beaters on their bench, but they do have some experienced guys in Doug McDermott and Devontae Graham who could certainly get hot and turn the tide of the game. Charlotte, with Dennis Smith Jr. subbing into the starting lineup for Terry Rozier was going to have one less experienced player coming off the bench. But again, tip of the cap, rookie Bryce McGowan's 11 points, all of it in the first half, including a career-high two made threes. He played a really strong game out there. And also, Svi Mikhailuk, first appearance with the Hornets, quite the debut, season-high 12 points. That's not just with Charlotte, that's anywhere, including his time with the New York Knicks previously. Knocked down a couple of threes. I thought he had a really nice all-around game as well and does bring some veteran presence to the Hornets bench now especially if Dennis Smith Jr. is pressed up to the starting lineup on a, a more long-term role. But even if he's not, Svi is a, a veteran guy who knows how to play and where to be. Both those guys had strong games off the bench. Now, with all that said, I think we've left all the starters available for you to pick for Star of the Night. All the starters were in double figures, several with double-doubles, if not better. Rob Longo, your choice. Well, one more quick honorable mention to add on top of that. Dennis Smith Jr. getting thrusted into that starting role. A plus 14 out there and a plus minus. That's the highest plus minus of anybody out there on the floor. But for me, my top performer, I got to go with the guy that had his ninth career triple-double. He's not from here. It's LaMelo Ball. Gordon Hayward, cross-court Dennis Smith Jr. Gives it to LaMelo. Wing three on the way. It's good. Rip the net cord. 
Yet another Lowe's drilling three-point shot for LaMelo Ball. Hornets by 11. I mean, what more can you say about LaMelo at this rate? I feel like it's cheating almost every time because I pick him in almost every single game, but he's worthy of it. I mean, another triple-double like he's, like we've talked about. Third of the season, ninth career, 10 of 26 from the field, high shot volume, but still 5 of 15 from beyond the arc. Only went to the free-throw line three times. Hit all three free throws. He didn't go to the line at all the other night against Atlanta, I'm pretty sure. 12 rebounds, 10 assists as well. The game high, 28 points. Just continuing to dazzle. I mean, what more can you say about the guy? I know we'll get into his accolades here in a few more minutes, but, man, is he just fun to watch. He had that play in the first quarter where he had a couple of behind-the-back dribbles, a couple crossovers, and then he just had a kind of a little bit of a gallop into the lane and hit this fadeaway going away from the basket. I mean, his body was almost perpendicular to the hoop. I was looking at it, I was like, how in the heck did he make that shot? But, again, it's LaMelo Ball. I don't question it. He's my top performer, hands down. And he's been playing really well. I did did check in with the triple-double, was one assist away from it, I think, at the half, basically. He was pretty close to that. I think he had maybe yeah, he eight had, rebounds, nine assists. He had 17 points, 10 rebounds, nine assists at the end of the third quarter. Halftime, he had 10 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. Yeah, he, he was just outstanding. Ninth career triple-double, third this season. He now takes over the family lead. He's per, he's passed Lonzo Ball, older brother. Alonzo sitting at eight. LaMelo now with nine and moves into such esteemed company as Hall of Famer Paul Pierce for all of the greatness Paul Pierce had in the National Basketball Association. Nine career triple doubles. LaMelo's now done that in less than three seasons. But also a sign of just how well LaMelo's playing heading into the break. That was his fourth straight double double. That is a career long tying streak for LaMelo Ball. And in this stretch, he's averaging, get this, over these last four games, 25 points per game, 12 assists per game, and he's sitting at roughly nine rebounds per game that's ridiculous so Lamelo Ball is playing some of his best basketball of his young career right now I've got to go in a different direction though a lot of guys to pick from uh, again some some cap tips Gordon Hayward another strong game with 16 points uh, you mentioned Dennis Smith Jr. I'll throw Mark Williams in here double double for the center 12 points 10 rebounds third double double of his career but I'm going to give the honors tonight to PJ Washington but here's a steal. Dennis Smith Jr.'s got the takeaway. Drives baseline, circles back the other way. Kicks it over the top. P.J. Washington, catch and shoot three. Is good. P.J. Washington drilling another Lowe's three-point shot. And the Hornets lead at 79-70. to Just like LaMelo Ball might be playing some of his best basketball going into the break, I think the same can be said here for P.J. Washington. Third consecutive game with 22 points. In that span, he's shooting north of 60% from the floor. Uh, That's just outstanding right now. And from three, he's filling it up, shooting about 46-47% from beyond the arc, which is a lot closer to the normal averages for P.J. Washington. I'm always tracking who's doing the best of their career, the worst of their career from different you know, levels, three-point shooting from the field, free-throw shooting, whatnot. And it's true. P.J.'s numbers this season, they're the weakest of his career, but not by much, and they're all clustered right around 35% from three. Uh, He's shooting right now probably right in the vicinity of 35%. His career high is 38%. So it's just another sign of how exceptional of a shooter he is, not just for his size, but for the game. Playing very, very well. Big game for P.J. Washington. Hornets needed just about all of them, and so he's my pick for star of the night. Big win here for the 
the Hornets. They improve with the victory now to 17-43, and 43, 60 games in the record books here on this season for the Hornets. Just 22 left to go after the All-Star break, and uh, we'll look forward to hopefully a nice stretch run. Certainly going to be a lot of home games on that stretch run. Get your tickets now at Hornets.com. Coming up next, we're going to talk about one of the stars of the game, LaMelo Ball. He had an accomplishment for the record books last night. We'll talk about that as well as something else worth honoring after this here on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. Before we get into the history made by LaMelo Ball last night in the win over San Antonio, I want to talk about some other history that was made by Hornets chairman Michael Jordan. He has made a make-a-wish donation of 10 
million in honor of Michael's 60th birthday. It's the largest individual donation in Make-A-Wish history. Michael Jordan has, of course, been involved in Make-A-Wish now for more than 30 years, dating back to the first wish he granted in 1989. Michael Jordan is Make-A-Wish Chief Wish Ambassador for the life-changing impact he has made on Wish Kids and their families. And he had this quote as part of the press release, if you will, that went with the $10 million donation. He said, quote, For the past 34 years, it's been an honor to partner with Make-A-Wish and help bring a smile and happiness to so many kids. Witnessing their strength and resilience during such a tough time in their lives has truly been an inspiration. I can't think of a better birthday gift than seeing others join me in supporting Make-A-Wish so that every child can experience the magic of having their wish come true. Michael Jordan, a $10 million donation in honor of his 60th birthday. And Rob Longo, we brought this up last night during the game broadcast, and I'll explain the reasons why. Again, it's not just to give accolades to Michael Jordan, even though he is exceptionally deserving of them. That's not the purpose of the press release. The purpose is what we said there at the end, is the wish that others will join Michael Jordan in supporting Make-A-Wish to help make every child's wish come true. And so that's why we're publicizing it here, why we publicized it last night, why it's being publicized in general. We want as many people to participate. No, you don't have to give $10 million on your own. Very few people can. Michael Jordan, extremely generous to do that. But perhaps we all can come together to help contribute something close to it and make that 60th birthday gift to Make-A-Wish just that much more meaningful. So uh, hats off to Michael Jordan, Hornets chairman, for making such a generous gift for his own birthday and something worth highlighting, of course, here on the Hornets Hivecast. All right, another piece of history that was made in addition to a $10 million donation, largest individual donation in Make-A-Wish history. Some NBA history was made last night at Spectrum Center. LaMelo Ball with his first rebound of last night's game. He ended up with 12 in total, but the first one, put him at the 1,000 career rebounds mark, and helped make some NBA history. He is one of the youngest and fastest players in the history of the National Basketball Association to accumulate 1,000 career points, 1,000 career rebounds, and 1,000 career assists. He's just the sixth player to reach that number in less than 160 games, joining Oscar Robertson, who did it the fastest in 98. Others include Ben Simmons, Magic Johnson, Luka Doncic, and LeBron James. All of these guys are either Hall of Famers or multiple-time All-Stars currently in their careers. And LaMelo is the second youngest player in the history of the game. LaMelo was asked about that after the contest, and I'll let you hear the back-and-forth LaMelo had uh, with the reporter learning I suppose, learning for the first time of the milestone he had just hit. Apparently the second youngest guy ever to have 1,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 1,000 assists. Who first, Bron? LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> Bron. I think like top three, everything, huh? top five. What does that mean to you, though, to be in that same category? Oh, yeah, nah, I don't really trip off of that stuff. Like I said, I just go out and play pretty much. Just trying to, trying to get win after win now, keep getting some wins. Well, LaMelo did get the win, but I think it is illuminating just the way that was brought up. I I don't for a second doubt that LaMelo is focused on winning, but he has a a knowledge of just how unique this accomplishment is 
in NBA history to be on lists that include maybe a handful of NBA legends and current stars and the number one on the list is LeBron James means you are exceptional and this is an exceptional accomplishment here by LaMelo Ball second youngest player in the history of the NBA to reach a thousand points rebounds and assists and I have to believe if LaMelo had not had so much injury issues earlier in his career he might have threatened LeBron's number ends up missing it by more than a year but again he's missed quite a few games due to injury over his three-year NBA career well how about this stat that I just came across that he could pass LeBron in he now ties LeBron for the fourth most triple doubles before turning 22 so LeBron and LaMelo both have nine triple doubles or at least LeBron had nine at the age of 22 can you name the three people ahead of him Ooh. Uh, Luka Doncic? Yeah, Luka has 32, so that's going to be quite the stretch to get to. If it involves triple doubles, I will guess Oscar Robertson. It is not. How about Russell Westbrook? No. All right, give it to me. Magic Johnson had 13, and Ben Simmons had 12. Wow, okay. So, But again, that just shows the kind of regard that LaMelo is the realm that he is in right now. Obviously, the 1,000-1,000-1,000 club there, or being one of the fastest to get to it, is certainly remarkable. I think the triple-double statistic there is pretty darn good, too. I mean, maybe if this was... When LeBron came out, LaMelo probably would have entered the draft at age 18 instead of 19 like the rules are now. So I don't know how much stock you can get into that if we want to really dive into the weeds. But at any rate, I mean, what he's been able to accomplish at such a young age, and like you mentioned, the injuries, especially this season as well, have really hampered him. But we're starting to really see what a... 100% healthy LaMelo looks like here, especially over the last couple of games as well. He has just been on fire and having his best statistical season of his career. Four straight double-doubles now heading into the break. His third triple-double now of this season, ninth of his career. And again, he's got that 1,000, 1,000, 1,000 accomplishment. Second youngest, sixth fastest in NBA history joining that elite company. Uh, It is truly a monumental accomplishment, and it's noted by people and players all over the game, including his teammate, another former All-Star. Here's Gordon Hayward on LaMelo's continued improvement. Yeah, I mean, he is an ultra-talented player for sure. You know, obviously great vision. You know, he's all over the court. I think that's the stat that I think I said his rookie year that was super impressive was just his ability to rebound. Um, on both ends of the, of the floor. He's got a special ability of being in the right place at the right time. And, you know, guys like Russ Westbrook have that same knack where you look up and they have almost 10 rebounds. And so, and it starts to break too for us. He gets it out and runs. And, you know, he's obviously a, a great player already. And I think hopefully he'll continue to grow into, you know, an even better one. High praise from Gordon Hayward for his teammate, LaMelo Ball. The one thing I would add in there as well, just on this this line of thought, is the way that LaMelo is orchestrating the offense. I mean, he thrived from an early point in his career, taking what the defense gave him. But I think now he is more and more dictating play with what he wants to do. Uh, That's not to say that if someone gives him shooting lanes, he's not just going to say, well, thank you very much and go ahead and take them and force something else at the detriment of of his game and the team, but it's more to say that when he wants to score, he can score easier. When he wants to make sure someone else is involved, he's going to distribute the ball, and he's so much better now than at any other point in his career, and it's only going to continue to get better, of recognizing who needs shots, who needs to touch the ball, and involving all of his teammates, not just getting into action because it's the easiest or most readily available, but really, truly 
conducting the offense like a, a maestro in front of the orchestra. Uh, it has been a, a wonderful, wonderful run so far for LaMelo Ball, and I am sure the best is yet to come. All right, one more segment to go before the All-Star break. Rob Longo is itching to get out of here and uh, head home for a week-long breather here on the HHC. Don't worry, we'll have you covered on the other side of the All-Star break. But coming up on the other end of this break, one last look at a rookie ladder. Does Mark Williams rate a top 10 or 12 appearance? We'll talk about it next here on the Hornets Hivecast. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days, like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. One last segment to go before the All-Star break. Rob Longo, I'm sure you're excited about a week's worth of vacation. Uh, We would have loved to, of course, be talking about Hornets participants in All-Star Week, but after 60 games, including more road games than any other team in the NBA to this point, I think a week off is uh, good for us as well as good for the team, the players, the coaches, everyone involved. I'm not going to argue about it, so I'll just keep it tight-lipped and we'll move on from there. The one down part of it, and I brought this up with Dennis Smith Jr. last night after the game, after the win, is that the Hornets are playing well right now. So there's a little bit of sour grapes to hitting the break, knowing that after all of the struggles the Hornets have gone through, they're starting to ascend a little bit here. Back-to-back wins. They're now 17-43. and They've gotten out of their slump injury-wise. They're not that much healthier, but at least they're looking a little bit more like they've got a, a normal rotation that they can rely on. So, you know, somewhat miraculous that the team uh, has managed to go this entire season. I remember the first time the Hornets played San Antonio when we looked at the injury report and said, that won't last very long. Eventually they'll get healthy and things will get right. Unfortunately, that never happened. But Charlotte has now found their way to a more consistent rotation here, and we're starting to see some of the results from it in back-to-back wins over now Atlanta and San Antonio in their last two heading into the break. But one player in particular who's been really strong is the new starting center for the Hornets since the trade deadline. That would be Mark Williams. And he had one of his best games of his young career last night. 12 points, 10 rebounds, four block shots for Buzz City in the win over the San Antonio Spurs and a plus seven in the plus minus. That was second best on the team, only to Dennis Smith Jr. And so it it got us thinking about, all right, how's he stacking up now against these rookies? And wouldn't you know it, the NBA.com rookie ladder was published within about 24 hours of the game. So where did Mark Williams rate on the Kia rookie ladder? Rob Longo, you want to give a guess? They they went all the way to number 12. I cheated and looked ahead, but before that, I think he was, the last time we talked about this, he was, what, 10th on it, I believe? He had started to make an appearance, but that was apparently short-lived. Yeah, so, I mean, I would have put him around 10, but we'll get into this discussion a lot more here in a few moments. Uh, Yeah, he's off the ladder now, and and I, I quite frankly, am surprised. Uh, I will say this. There seems to be a lot of weight given to overall season statistics, and marks are are not as good as most of the players in the top eight. That's because he hadn't been playing nearly as many minutes as most of those guys, but uh, still, the numbers are what they are. Mark is averaging somewhere in the vicinity of seven and a half to eight points and about five and a half to six rebounds per game. Uh, That's not terrible, um, but it's lower than some other guys who have been playing 25, 30, 35 minutes per game the entire season. Furthermore, when you look at the stats since the last ladder, so in the last week or two, Mark's numbers are really starting to jump up. And to be fair, some other guys on this rookie ladder that goes down to 12, theirs are jumping as well. Shaden Sharp, who's number 12, very athletic, talented player, seventh overall pick of the Trailblazers. He's had a good week statistically. Same thing for Malachi Branham for the Spurs. He had a huge game against the Hornets last night, finished as the game's leading scorer, or I should say the Spurs leading score with 23 points. Uh, He's in there at number 11. But all that being said, I don't know how you can watch a game that involves Malachi Brandt, Jeremy Sohan, and Mark Williams and not say that Mark 
if not the best rookie of the group, it certainly seemed to be top two. Same thing when the Hornets played Houston and Jabari Smith Jr. and Tari Eason. They're both really good young players. I think they're going to be really strong players overall for a long time. But I don't know how you can look at the game and say Mark Williams isn't one of the one or two or just the best rookie on the floor. Now, to be fair, I only saw those guys play head-to-head once, so I don't have a huge sample size to work from, but in that one time, watching the whole game, Mark Williams stands out. So for me, I'm not saying he needs to be number one or two or five, but I'm surprised he's not somewhere in that 9 through 12 range based off what he's done in the last week since becoming the starter and the general body of work, particularly considering his numbers are where they are for how few minutes relative to the other rookies he has played. Yeah, I think a lot of this is maybe prisoner of the moment kind of stuff because Shaden Sharp on there, I get it, the hype, because he is in the dunk contest coming up here, right? Well, he should be after he what should he did, be, yeah. But, I mean, he, you know, I think it's one of those things where he's making these highlight reel plays. Malachi Branahan, I didn't really know, to be honest, a whole lot about him until last night, and then, of course, he, he popped off a little bit. But, I mean, there was at one point earlier in the week where he was 8 of 11 from the field. Tari Eason, he did not, I'm not, and this is me, just personal opinion, I'm not trying to downplay anybody, but he did not impress me when the Hornets played in Houston a couple weeks ago. Jeremy Sohan, I feel like he's been on there a whole lot too, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think... He plays a ton. He plays a ton. Well, of course, the two Spurs guys play a ton because they don't really have anybody else because they're so young, and we saw that last night, and we see that now that they're on a 14-game losing streak. So I understand that there's minutes involved, there's numbers involved, but, man, Mark Williams has just really, really, really ascended, especially over the last week or so, ever since the trade deadline, now that he's in the starting role. One player that jumped into the top five on the NBA.com rookie ladder, I encourage you to check it out at NBA.com. They do a great work on all of these topics. Jalen Duran, he had a big week or a big couple of weeks since the last ladder had come out, 16 points, 10 rebounds per game Uh, he had against the Spurs a 30.17 rebound four block performance in a Detroit win and and that's worthy of praise all due respect the Hornets Spurs game had not taken place when this publication came out so I can't hold it against them that they're not taking it into account but they should moving forward because Mark Williams 12 points 10 rebounds four blocks not the same numbers Duran had but they're pretty good so I'm of the opinion that Mark Williams is just going to continue to get better and better playing on a different team than Detroit and San Antonio and Houston where not only are those rookies getting a lot of minutes but they're much more of a focal point than Mark Williams is Mark Williams I'm not saying he's an afterthought thought by any stretch but he's not the prime target on a lot of offensive plays he's getting most of his work done on putbacks on dunks on pick and roll options he certainly is a big part of the offense now as the starter but he's probably not going to get more shot volume than Lamelo Ball or Terry Rozier or PJ Washington on any given night out there on the floor all that said I do think he deserved to be in the top 10 absolutely in the top 12 of this last one that's just me uh, someone who has a much better eye for talent and for the game talked about Mark Williams recent run here is head coach Steve Clifford on his rookie center you know the play he made the other night on Trey when he switched out now you know you're talking about a, you know an elite offensive player so he read the play, he called the switch, you know, our call's veer, right? And then he stayed between him and the basket, and then he used his length and he made, you know, a really a terrific block. But he had another play tonight, you know, his, his ability to run the floor after he had another one tonight where Gordon got fouled. But Mark can also be, he can be a really good pick and roll defender because he can, you know, he can read things. He just, he's got to get his talk down. 
You know, he, even tonight again, and I told him during the game, you can't be a, you can't be a count late in this league because once guys see on the other team that you're late with your talk, he's going to be in pick and rolls all night, all night. You play veteran point guards and you're late talking, you're going to be in 100 of them, and you can't do that. So that's all part of learning. But, yeah, his ceiling. I'll also say this to me. If you had to say what surprises you about him, he can be a very good offensive player too. And I don't think he was viewed that way in college. Uh, but he really can. He has instincts. He has a feel for the game. He's a pretty good passer. But also, I don't know if it'll be next year, but he's going to be able to shoot threes. He's got, well, watch even his free throw. He's got terrific touch. I'll say this. I think Mark Williams has a chance to really be a dominant center in the game. He's got the physical attributes necessary to do that, and he's got a coach who believes in him, who's pushing him hard, clearly, and head coach Steve Clifford and teammates that want him and see him with an opportunity to be great. I get caught up too much. I'm I'm sucker for clickbait all the time on these rookie ladders and and whatnot and have been uh, since taking over this job, but I'm a a firm believer. I think Mark Williams, based off his recent run, his overall body of work, deserves to be in that top 10, top 12 consideration. And we'll see when we get back from the All-Star break. If he makes the kind of run I think he can over the last 22, maybe he ends up on an all-rookie team, even though he didn't play nearly as many minutes as Duran and several other youngsters in his rookie class. Certainly can. I mean, there's plenty of time to make up for it. I mean, if he continues at the pace, especially in these starting roles and these starting minutes, there's no reason that he can't make up the deficit that these guys have quote unquote had ahead of him. I mean, when you go back to LaMelo Ball and his rookie of the year campaign, he missed some time with that wrist injury. I know it was a condensed schedule because of the COVID shortened season and he missed a lot of time. He missed a a decent percentage, but again, I don't think he can hold that against some of these people, especially a guy like Mark Williams that needed a little bit extra run in the G league. If anything, he should be getting praise for all of that because isn't the whole bottom line for the NBA is trying to promote the G league and say that it's an alternative option to college basketball. I know that we're getting a little bit off topic here, but I feel like that would be a kind of a guy that you would want to highlight like a Mac McClung who just got signed to a two way deal for Philly. believe so big fan of mac exactly i mean you know he goes from the g league he goes from being in the dunk contest all of a sudden having this two-way deal it's a great story don't get me wrong but mark williams isn't far behind in this regard so that's just kind of my gripe with it i know we're all kind of in the same boat in that regard we all have specific hills that we want to die on and i respect that this is one for you and (laughs) again at the end of the day there is still time that he can end up on an all-rookie team wouldn't surprise me i think there's a good chance he does and there's something else that wasn't in this quote but something we heard from steve clifford you know some players have moments and And based off that, you try and extrapolate and see what they might accomplish later on, saying, okay, if this moment happens every time. But Coach Clifford said that's not what the league is. The league isn't about having a seven-block game and then disappearing for a week. It's about having three or four blocks each and every single night. That's how you gain the reputation as a true dominant rim protector. And I think in Mark Williams, to your point, you know, we've got other rookies out there who have these momentary flashes, but overall – average okay numbers because they'll flash for a game and then they'll they'll fall back into the background and then flash again with mark williams we saw very consistent play in the g league we saw very consistent play as the number two center behind mason plumley and now we're seeing pretty darn consistent play here as the starter so i think there is a certainly a body of work so far that reflects just how good mark williams is potentially 
already and hopefully will be in the not-too-distant future. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. A lot of stuff to talk about here. A Hornets really playing well heading into the All-Star break. Record of 17-43. and 43. That's not great, obviously, uh, but back-to-back wins heading into the breather. That certainly is something to hang your hat on and, and hopefully build on coming out of the break. We are planning to take a week off here. There is a chance we might have a special interview for you just ahead of the start of the so-called second half of the season. But even if that doesn't happen, we will be back on Friday the 24th with our game preview against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Rob, you're at least guaranteed six days off. Maybe seven. We'll find out. It's going to feel like a month off, I'm pretty sure at this point. But looking forward to the uh, downtime I'm looking forward to spending some time with some friends and family, and hopefully you enjoy some family time and enjoy the beach as well. I'm absolutely ecstatic to spend the family time. We love hosting this podcast for you each and every day, uh, but we're looking forward to the breather and then looking forward to coming back refreshed and recharged for the final 22 games of the season. We appreciate you tuning in each and every day or whenever you feel like it here on the Hornets Hivecast. And again, we will be back at the very worst on Friday the 24th for our game preview against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Till next time, for Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.